National Football Show. Let's see what we got working on over here. Our boy Krause, showing Paul and Joey B. Hey, Don. Huh? A lot of football conversation. It's funny. You know, I started posting some Simone Biles stories on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. And as I said yesterday, I don't know her from a can of paint. It's funny. It, it, it seems that the sports media people are covering Simone like that's their daughter. And I, I, I had a question asked to me by a listener. How, how, how would you like if somebody, you know, was saying some of the things about your daughter that you're saying about Simone? I said, well, I don't cover athletes like they're my kids. Nobody on the planet does that. I don't cover LeBron James like he's my son. Because he's not. I cover LeBron James for the athlete he is. Kevin Durant. I mean, when we get to a point where we can't cover athletes because people are afraid to cover a coach because of his religion or his race, we're like the mainstream media turds. That anything you say about an athlete or coach is off limits? This is the only place, sports, where we can have a conversation and race, religion, and politics doesn't really come into the evaluation of a guy. Watch this. Are we any less critical of Carson Wentz because he's white? Nobody on the planet in my business that I think has any credibility does this. Well, he's a white guy, so let's give him the benefit. You think people in Philly care what his color is? For that matter, his gender or his sexual preference. Of course, you have outlier idiots. I'm telling you, man, the guy can win a ball game. I don't care what he is. <laughs> I don't care. If that guy can help me win, that's why those idiotic comments, that's why you can always tell when you have witnesses covering sports like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith brings in with Shohei Otani that the guy was born in Japan, and that's why he can't be the face of baseball? What are you talking about? Who talks like that? What athlete talks like that? Only a dumbass scribe talks like that. A guy who's never, like I told you before, folks, there's a reason why there's more people in the stands than on the field. And that's why Stephen A. Smith is in the stands. He was the guy that made his reputations in the stands, not on the field, not in the fire, not knowing what athletes go through. I'm giving you, hey, look, am I the greatest broadcaster? No, but I do have experience more than anything you have. I'm more experienced than Stephen A. Smith. Who would have thunk that? That's why they hate me. Because I've been doing this for 30 years. And I've actually reached the pinnacle. That's why people hate you. Trust, trust me when I tell you. 
because we do a show, and I did it. I basically did this. Watch. I'm behind the mic, and I was in front of the mic. How many people you know can do that? Yeah, and sometimes I have to be reminded. My boy Krause, I, I go, hey, did you guys get credentials for the Eagles practice? He goes like this. Yeah, right, Sills. Okay. You think I played in the NFL, dumbass? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I get it. All right. You're right. I forget. You got to be reminded sometimes which side of the line, you know, because I've been on both. He's right. You know, I, I, I never get I never get denied a, a credential for anything, actually. Super Bowls, championship games, everything. They've always been very great to me. Brian at the NFL offices used to be Angelo, and all them guys always give me credentials. I get it. But, I mean, so I tweeted out, I, I'm here. And, and you know what's funny? My friend told me she – she goes, you know, the Simone Biles topic is controversial. No, it's not. How are you looking at it like that? Because she's a woman? I'll tell you what, Nancy Pelosi, she gets her ass pounded publicly by every single media outlet. You know what? You may not like her. You may not respect her. But she's in front of that microphone. And I'll tell you what. She faces the music. Like I said, not my political view. However, she does stand in front of that microphone. And she does have her convictions. And I love people with convictions. You think anybody like Tucker Carlson or any of them guys go easy on her? What's the difference here? When an athlete puts their hand up and surrenders, in the heat of battle, and in the Olympic Games that you trained five years for, I don't know about you, that's a failure. And if you want to throw, if you want to throw, well, you know, mental health into it, that's an excuse to have a conversation divert from what you did. How could we never found out about any of this prior to the Tokyo Games? Usually with someone that famous, you let me ask you this. When Michael Jordan played his final finals game against the Utah Jazz, I think it was 98, was there anything you didn't know about Michael Jordan? There wasn't anything that you didn't know about Michael Jordan going into that final playoff series against Utah with Stockton and Malone. We knew everything about him. His father being killed. But them uncomfortable questions. You want to talk about depression? His father was murdered. And then you know what you had? You had idiots like Dan Rather making innuendo that Jordan's father was murdered because Jordan's gambling. Connie Chung, too. YouTube it. No one ever held those people accountable for those ignorant comments. They just threw an innuendo out that Jordan was. His, he, he's responsible for his father's murder. I always hold that against Dan Rather. Dan Rather threw that out just as, well, 
Maybe this was this. And there was no context, no proof, no anything. Connie Chung, too. I didn't hear anybody going after them for a crazy, outlandish hypothesis on why Michael Jordan's father was murdered and left in a ditch. Did the media go light on Jordan? No. Why should you go light on Simone? Here, know this too. I just say this. This is, look at what I'm doing right here. And I'm going to tell you why this is a, this is a merit badge for Simone Biles. She's done more for women's sports in the last 72 hours than any woman I could think of, maybe next to Serena Williams. You know why? I'm talking about you. When's the last time you saw a woman front and center in the sports page for anything? And by the way, we're not putting her front and center because she's just somebody on the women's gymnastics team. We, we're talking about her because she also is a self-proclaimed, like, goat. She's a little, like, the emojis and all that stuff that she's got on her gear. She's got a goat on her gear. When you start buying into the hype, you put pressure on yourself, too. See, what you, what you have here is you got somebody who wants to reap all the rewards, but when adversity comes, they can't handle it. She's struggling with adversity. First time in her life, she's had athletic adversity. I don't know her personally, talk about her personal adversities. I've never heard anything personally about it. Okay? Was she part of the Larry Nasser stuff? Probably. But no one's really talked about it. I don't, we don't know anything about it. That's not public. Now, maybe that becomes more of the dialogue as we get away from this Olympics. But let's be candid here. We're talking about women's sports in a time when the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Steelers are all going to training camp. We got a game around the corner, the Hall of Fame game, Steelers and Cowboys. We got an induction ceremony that's right around the corner. And you're, you're, you're throwing – because, hey, let's, let's be – Serious here. I mean, here, here are the storylines at the Olympics. Team USA looks mediocre in basketball. Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, who is awesome to watch. That race the other night had me doing it. Then again, you know, you think about it, maybe Simone had me watching more Olympics. That's, again, a testament to her. This is not all negative. You, you're taking it. It, it, you know what? You're covering her like she's your daughter instead of an American athlete. That's most people's problems right now with this story. You're covering her like she's your friend or your daughter instead of like LeBron or Ben Simmons. How about this? You think Ben Simmons is going through right now and had mental uh, lapses in the playoff series that every Philly fan called him weak? What, what, what were the words? My boy Xander and everybody and, and Cal and all the people in Philly, Howard Eskin, all of them. Let me think. 
You think doesn't he have some sort of like depression issues too? I don't hear anybody giving him excuses. They're beating that guy's ass up publicly, going on Instagram, making fun of him. Nobody's giving that dude a pass. Ben Simmons got his ass drug in Philly, and he's still getting it drug. Nobody's going like this. Well, he's got mental issues, man. Let's be cool on him. You think you're doing that in that city? Hey, by the way, if it's coming off like I'm dumping, I'm not. I'm talking about her like every other. You know what's crazy? I'm talking about Simone Biles right now like I would talk about Michael Jordan or Kobe or Shaq or Tom Brady. No difference. But people are wigged out by that. I go on social media and I, and I read other people's comments that other people have made. And it's like, it's automatically, it turns to where well, you're just not rooting. Not me. I'm reading other people's comments. Clay Travis said something on his radio show about it. I saw Clay say that. And I was like, he's right. There's nothing racial about this. And, and, and nobody's down on her when it comes to her legacy. Does this take a hit? For me, it does. I don't know about you. Putting your hand up and quitting the Olympics? Can you name other situations where that's ever happened in Olympic history? Where somebody just went like this? Hey, I'm going to bow out and I'm not going to try to compete on my team sport. And you're the reigning world champion. Can you name me one time? That's happened in Olympic history. So this is just, this never happened. And people are, they're covering this way differently. Now, you're going to get people on this side going, oh, you're just bashing. We, we bash Ben Simmons. The Sixers are trying to move him. You know why? Philly fan has his hair on fire over that guy. Tune on a sports talk radio show. Hell, tune on our channel and listen to the other shows on our channel. Then listen to the sports talk radio shows, the Fanatic or the Whip in Philly, and see how they're handling Ben and his depression. (laughs) It's not getting any hall pass. (laughs) Well, he's now a little bit. You know, he's he's a little different, and, you know, he needed a little more time to work on his game. This guy, he doesn't work on his game. He's on Instagram working on his game with women in bikinis. That's what you're hearing. Watch this. People go, well, that's terrible. <laughs> Welcome to sports. When you're making $40 million a year or you're making $500,000 a night, you're going to get that. When you're the so-called goat in your sport, you're going to get that. You can't you can't have it both ways. And then call foul when you don't get the same coverage or the same paycheck as the men. You can't have it like that. You got to you you got to be all in. Like I said, you may not like Nancy Pelosi, but she gets in front of that microphone and people bark at her and she barks right back at them. You can say whatever you want about her. It's true, though. Hey, I hate that. Da, 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 you know, da, da. But every time she gets in front of Mike, I'm like, there she is, man. 
her daily press conference. She don't miss it. And if you be and if you become a smart ass with her, she'll let you know it. I, I admire that. I like that strength. Again, completely different political philo- philosophical views, but I do dig the fact that she's got a conviction in her soul. Hey, this is the way I see it. You may not like it. I don't care. I, I don't personally care how you see that. So, yeah, I mean, dude, you got to, this story is, it's a tragic story on the coverage and the result of what's happened for Simone. It is. By the way, I don't root against Americans. You think I'm rooting against her? Absolutely not. You know, it's funny. I had somebody tell me, hey, Seals, I saw you say something about the women's national soccer team because they took a knee right before they lost to Sweden. Yeah, but I also tweeted out, that may be true, but I'd never root against an American team in my life, and I don't care what their political views are. I'm not rooting against America on a national stage. I don't root for us to lose. That's an embarrassment. That's un-American. So I'm not rooting against Simone in any way. I want her to be able to compete in these individual events. Go win a gold medal. Shut people up forever with a great performance in one of these individual events. Who in their right mind would not root for her? Not, Not rooting for her to win. We're just telling a story. We're telling, actually, we're telling her story. Watch this. This story is yet to be concluded. There's still other opportunities here. There's a chance to fill a void. Will she fill that void? It's also a great conversation. Should she? Hey, you want to be compared to Patrick Mahomes? And Carson Wentz. How do you think Carson Wentz felt from Philly fan last year? They hit him over the head with footballs. This guy holds on to the football too long. Should never have given him that deal. Get this guy's ass out of town. So when his wife goes, here, you want to you want me to act like everyone has acted towards Simone? How would you feel if that Carson Wentz's mother or her wife or her daughter were going to a grocery store and Philly fans started barking that at a grocery store. You think that's cool? That's not how it works when you're an elite athlete. It's not. So, a little bit of college news here. We'll get to that here in a minute. I think there's also something here with this Aaron Rodgers story. I want to hit on that. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. National Football Show, Dan Hey, Aaron Rodgers, you get everything off your chest now? Can we go to work? These bitch quarter, I mean, these guy quarterbacks. Sorry, did I allow a defensive tackle mentality to get into the way they're out? I so kind of apologize, I guess. Did you get everything off your chest? Can we go to work now? No, we got a 2021 season to try to go out and repeat as... Participants in the NFC championship game. I'm getting sick and tired of knocking on the door and not pushing it through. You know, Aaron? So let's see if we can do it. These are what guys are saying behind his back. Oh, let's play, let's play a game here. By the way, I'll take a look and I'm going to rank all the divisions in the NFL here in a minute. Okay. This is what they're saying behind Aaron's back, not to his face. I'm not talking about Devontae Adams and those guys. I'm talking about the dudes on the team on the defensive side of the football. Okay, the guys in camp. We just went through a 30-minute interview or press conference or at the podium. Jesus, criminy. Can we please go to work? 
Okay. We we were in the NFC Championship game. We had the game at home at Lambeau Field. We had everything lined up for us. Here, think about this for a minute. The Packers had everything lined up. You're on the five-yard line going in for a potential chance to go to the Super Bowl. Okay? And what does the team do? They fumbled the ball. Not literally. I'm talking they had everything lined up for them. They're inside the red zone. They're going in. And they fumble it at home because you gave up seven points going into the half. And you took the football out of the MVP's hands. And you started kicking field goals. I said this as soon as they pulled Rodgers off the field. Packers will never get that football back again. Not with any substantial time to win a game. You think that guy Brady, who's won at the time nine division championships, is going to give that guy a chance to win that game with that colossal coaching error? My wife goes like this. They just gave the game away. I go, yeah, they did. Kicking field goals against Brady in a conference championship game. Congratulations. Another L. You're one in four in conference title games now. That's a coaching blunder. If I'm going down, I'm going down with that dude, not my kicker. That's not happening. That's just not happening. They took the ball out of his hands. How do you do that? Hey, what do you say to your quarterback when he walks over to the sidelines and you decide to kick field goals? And they kick it. You weren't kicking that ball to Kirk Cousins. You were kicking that ball to Brady. (laughs) Like, of all people, you kick it to Kirk. Or Case Keenum. Or those stiffs. Don't kick it to that guy. He's going to put you in the coffin. A game, set, and match. It's over. Stupidity at its finest. All right. So I sat down today, actually did a little homework. And, you know, I, I was asked this question by the NFL Network earlier. And they were... You know, I think yesterday they asked me this in the morning. If I could rank the divisions in the NFL as we head into training camps. Now, this could change, obviously, if a quarterback gets injured, you have a catastrophe and a catastrophic injury with one of your superstar players, obviously. I'm talking going into the camps as everyone's going into camp. I think it's going to be really cool this weekend. On Saturday, I'll be watching the NFL Network. I won't lie. All 32 teams for the first time are going to be on the field on Saturday, and they're going to go around to all the teams, and you're going to get a bird's-eye view. That's one of the coolest things about the NFL Network. Their talent on that thing sucks. But the accessibility they have to all the teams and coaches, it's really a really cool thing, you know, because the owners own it, and there's nobody going to be – you're not – how about this? You're not going to get any criticism on the NFL Network because the NFL Network is owned by the league. 
You think they're going to own something like that and have somebody go on that thing and start bashing the Washington team thing? <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. You think you're going to start bashing the owner of the Eagles on the NFL Network? The, all, own, the, all the owners own a piece of it. They make money off of it. So anytime you watch the NFL Network, always know this. You're never really going to get inside scoop unless it's positive inside scoop. Because it's just, but their accessibility is sensational. And that's why they, the owners own it. You ever notice uh, ESPN's accessibility has been, kind of like been cut in half? What's well, because of the, they're making it more exclusive for the NFL Network. Training camp, combines, draft, all of that. The ESPN has far less access than what they used to back in the day because of the advent of NFL Network. It's just the facts because they're trying to build that thing too. And I, mean, I remember when I had Rich McKay on years ago. As a matter of fact, let's see if I can get Rich on tomorrow, the president of the Falcons. I hadn't had him on in a bit. That's the guy I had forgotten about. Let's see if we can get him on. Um, and he, he was part of starting that network. And I go to Rich. I go, yeah, Rich, man, this thing's all I do is play follies. He goes, if you think that's all that's going to be played on this thing, this was 20 years ago. Now they have football on it Thursday nights. They do all the other stuff. It's really awesome. It's really a great network. All right. Let me get into the rankings of the divisions in the NFL as we go into training camp here. I think the NFL this year has some really good football teams. And I think both conferences have a team that can win the Super Bowl. A couple teams. Actually, that if everything lines up, injuries play a major factor in this. There's probably three to four teams in each conference that can win a Super Bowl. The best division in the National Football League, in my opinion, has to be the NFC West. I think when you look at the coaching staffs that are in that division, you look at the quarterbacks that are in that division. Let's take a look at it. It starts with Russell Wilson. Seattle is a you know, gold standard type franchise in that division. You know, ever since Russell Wilson, I think it's going on 10 years now, ever since he's been there, ever since really Pete Carroll's been there, they have been a gold standard type franchise. You know, they've wobbled a little bit when they've lost some personnel. You know, no longer do you have the Legion of Boom in the secondary. It's more Russell Wilson's football team. But that's a pretty damn good organization. You know, Paul Allen, before he passed away, put everything, you know, in place at that organization was going to have the most important thing that it needed, and that was stability. Todd Lewicki, who now works in the NFL front office, was the president of that franchise. He did a marvelous job with that beautiful stadium. They set all the things, and they hired Pete Carroll away from Southern Cal. And that's been a goldmine hire. He's been the best coach Seattle's ever had. And he's probably punched his ticket to Canton as a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he's one of the very few guys that has had success at both levels. College link, the college game at Southern Cal winning national titles, and he won a Super Bowl ring there in Seattle as well. I mean, then you take a look at where you are, probably number two. I would say this. I know everybody's circling San Francisco. If Jimmy Garoppolo, the start of the season, I'm going to say San Francisco's number two in that division because I think Garoppolo is more familiar with what Kyle Shanahan wants to get done with that offense, more so than what Matthew Stafford is in a comfort zone 
with what Sean McVay wants in Los Angeles with the Rams. Does that make sense? I, I do think that Stafford is more of a talent than Jimmy G. And I'm not even going to put Trey Lance, the kid they drafted number three, out of North Dakota State in a conversation. First and foremost, I haven't seen enough tape on him. I don't really know anything about the kid. Um, I really had to go to YouTube to watch him play. I think he played one game last year. So I really don't know, but I know Garoppolo. And I'll say something to you real quick here about Jimmy G. Don't you have a little bit more respect for Garoppolo on how he's handled himself as a teammate and how he's handled himself as a mentor to Trey Lance? It's now coming out that this offseason, they did make a conversation two years ago about potentially signing Tom Brady. They did go after Matthew Stafford. How about this? It now came out this morning that the play-by-play guy for the Minnesota Vikings who has an insight into the Green Bay organization that the 49ers this year made a call to Green Bay to try to get Aaron Rodgers. So they've been trying to replace Jimmy G for the last two years. It's a fact. I respect Paul. Paul's been a play-by-play guy for the Vikings. He's a pretty plugged-in guy in the NFL. Pretty plugged-in guy. And so I would say, you know, Garoppolo, I, I have a lot of respect for him. That guy could just stay healthy. He's 22-7 and seven as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. So you have to think this. If he can just stay upright, San Francisco's going to be a player with that franchise and with that roster they have as a potential Super Bowl team. Then I would put the Rams. I think the Rams with Stafford. Stafford said today that he feels like he's a rookie again. He should feel like a rookie again because he's got a hell of a play caller and he's got a better roster around him than what he had in in Detroit. But I will say this. What's the one lax thing that has really haunted his career? Matthew Stafford needs a running game because he's a play-action set quarterback. He's not going to be a guy to get out in the perimeter like a Lamar Jackson or a Russell Wilson. He's not going to create passing lanes. He's more of a he's more of a guy that's going to go sideline to sideline to try to create, you know, throwing lanes, not to be able to create running lanes for him to take off and get 10, 15 yards. That's not his game. So if he had any kind of running game, now it's going to be an upgrade in Los Angeles because Sean knows he has to run the ball, but he's a play action guy. You know, Gurley three years ago would have been perfect for Stafford. I know Gurley now is a journeyman. And then you put the addition of uh, the Cardinals in that conversation. I think Kyler Murray has surprised me. It's a different league. You can't take the heads off of these quarterbacks like you could back in the day when Cam Newton was playing. You, you know, I mean, and, and you, you breathe on them. They're going to throw a 15-yard penalty for roughing or for targeting or whatever, you're not going to be able to blow these guys up like you did on the sidelines. You're just not. So that's why Murray, with his size, and he's done something that Drew Brees and Russell Wilson did that's very beneficial to short quarterbacks. You know, instead of getting back to a seven-step, he goes back into a nine-step. He's got to see over to his offensive lineman. He can't see. And he's got to slide a little bit more because he's got to create passing lanes because he's so short. And he does it, though. He's very effective. And he's a hell of an athlete. But that's the best division in football, in my opinion. The second best, I got the AFC West. 
So I got the AFC, NFC West one. I got the AFC West two. You know, you get the best quarterback supposedly in the AFC in that, in that division. I think that division has maybe one of the most surprising and upcoming quarterbacks in that division with Justin Herbert. I think that division, I think it goes, I think it goes Chiefs. I think it goes Chargers. You know what's weird about the Chargers? The Chargers have the personnel to really get a lot of things done. They're really a good team. I don't know this kid, Brandon Staley, who's the new head coach. I have no idea who he is. So that's going to be an outlier to keep an eye on. But their old line is not bad. Their defensive front with Joey Boza, I mean, they get after people. I mean, they got some really – kid in the secondary from FSU, man, they got some players on that team. And if they can make it happen and Herbert continues to grow, Chargers look good. And you know what's really weird, too, with the Raiders? David Carr, David Carr, um, Carr is, without a doubt, he is a guy that is getting better and better. If you look at his numbers a year ago, you know, he, he's really done a nice job for John Gruden. He really has. And he continues to grow and he continues to move the chains. He's a good quarterback. That's a good-looking offense. The problem with the Raiders is getting people on the ground. really is. The Broncos, Broncos have a good defense. They're going to be in a lot of ball games. Their quarterback situation is just atrocious. Got better. They got Teddy Bridgewater in the room now. That's going to solidify it, kind of calm the waters down a bit. There's a, there's a pro quarterback there now. So, I mean, that's a good division. I got the... AFC West is number two. Number three, I got the AFC North. That's a hell of a division. And by the way, I mean, when, when you look at all the things that are in that division there, you really got to look at, okay, that when you're looking at Baltimore and all these places, you, you got to love that division. AFC South, I've got number four. The NFC South, I have number five. Look, the NFC South has got to be up here. Here's where the NFC, here's where the NFC South has gotten better. And it's not because of the Saints. The NFC South is going to get better because of Matt Rule in Carolina. Carolina is going to be improved. I think the Falcons are going to be improved. Kyle Pitts is going to be a bitch to cover. And when you put him in that conversation there, look, the problem with the Falcons is not Matt Ryan. It was their, was their terrible defense. That was their issue that they had. And so, you know, I, I got the NFC South number five. I've got the NFC North number six. Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Okay. What is Justin Fields going to look like in Chicago? I think Minnesota's going to have a bounce-back year. I like what Coach Zimmer has done in the offseason. They've upgraded their defensive front seven. I think the Vikings are going to surprise people. I really do. I think they're going to surprise people. And the last two divisions, I've got the AFC East seven, and I've got the worst division in all of football, the NFC East number eight. I mean, look, and the two Tiffany divisions – are now officially the worst divisions. Okay? I mean, the AFC East, you got the Jets in there. And the NFC East, 
You have the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Skins, slash team, whatever, in that division. And it's the worst. Now, who can, can a Super Bowl contender come out of those two final divisions? Can the Buffalo Bills come out of that AFC East and win it? Absolutely. Absolutely they can. Can the Cowboys come out of the NFC East? No. I don't think there's a Super Bowl team, but I do think that Washington can frighten some teams. I do. I think Washington can frighten teams if they get great play from their quarterback and from Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. A little bit more on the Aaron Rodgers press conference. There's one thing that they're going to have to work on. As they get ready for the upcoming season, we'll hit on it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. 
Christmas love here. Dan Cilio National Football Show. So I threw out on my Twitter page a couple days ago that the Padres are going to go after Max Scherzer. Close to inking down the ace. We'll see if they can pull that trigger by tomorrow. See, I hear things. I'm not a journalist. I'm not an insider. I just hear things. Some would say, Sills, you hear things all the time. I know, I know. I know. You hate me. It's okay. I just, you know, it's. I love you, though. <laughs> oh, my God. If that does come. Here, here. I know the owners. And the O'Malley family and Peter Seidler are dear friends of mine. You know, the O'Malley's used to own the Dodgers. They own the um, the Padres. And Ron Fowler and those guys bought the team. And I've become really good friends with Peter Seidler and with the O'Malley family. And so I was talking to them the other night. I'm like, you got to go after Max Scherzer? They're like this. Well, they're already over the luxury tax. They're going to have to pay. Who would have ever thought the Padres – they had a $62 million payroll a couple of years ago. Now you're floating around $180 million. <laughs> That's why this, I got to, I'll move on here to football here in a second, but hear me out here. You ready? How do the rate, every organization should act like the Tampa Bay Rays. Here's why. The Yankees have a $210 million payroll. The Red Sox have $181 million payroll. And the Rays have a $62 million payroll. And as of last Sunday, they were in first place in AL East. How is that possible? How do you keep getting rid of your stars like Longoria and David Price and Schnell and them dudes, and you still win? There's a culture in that building. You know, I was telling you about that sorry-ass culture that's in New York with the Jets. The Rays are far from that. Matthew Silverman, the president of the organization I'm friends with, I tweeted out a picture of me and him from a couple years ago when I was broadcasting in Tampa. I know him very well. That organization, I love how they do business. And every organization in pro sports should, should understand what's the number one thing that the Rays do, that the Steelers do as well. There's not a lot of noise in the offseason, and they constantly invest in people that they draft, that they sign. Once their economics gets too out of hand, what do they do? And you know who's taken a little bit of that baton and done it that way? The Patriots have done it. Didn't we get every single time that there was a guy's contract that was getting ready to come to a contract negotiation? What did the Patriots do? They moved them. They would move the guy. There's economically sound way of running your team. You can be good and have turnover. But what's the important thing on setting up a culture like that? You've got to be honest, and you've got to empower people. Like in Philadelphia, Howie Roseman hands a coach who's playing list on Thursday. It's funny. That's when the injury report comes out. Why aren't you handing him that on Monday? 
Dude, you're not supposed to be involved on game day decisions. Leave that stuff to the head coach and his position coaches. You know why Jerry Jones doesn't succeed? By the way, I want to make sure that we are very clear here on one thing. Jerry Jones is a great owner to work for. Jerry Jones has been spectacular. Spectacular as an owner for the league. Jerry Jones has helped grow the brand. Jerry Jones, the football guy, gets in the way. Guy in Philly gets in the way. Let me make a draft choice? Why? Do you have some sort of magical input that your personnel people don't know of? Are you trying to roll the dice and think that this is a toy? See, when you hear owners doing that, that's like that's like people, you're doing this. Well, bro, how do you know with that sixth pick you don't find Brady? And you got a guy picking a guy, and you got a guy rushing to judgment on a contract negotiation for your quarterback, too. Dude, let it play out. Let your people, let your people run the business. And that's why this Rays organization, $62 million, and you're beating the brakes off of teams like the Yankees and Red Sox. $200 million payrolls. There's no Bryce Harper's on those teams. I think what the highest paid guy the Rays have ever had as a position player on that on that team has to be Longoria. I can't think of another guy that they've had on that team where you went like this, that guy's making $30 million. I, 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 they'll, how about this? They'll never be a $30 million a year guy on that Rays team. They don't have the attendance to do it. You know what they have when they – hey, you know what kind of night you get when you go to Rays night? It's like gas mask night for the old folks, right? That's it, man. Old folks live in that neck of the woods in St. Pete. You ain't getting a lot of, you ain't getting a lot of people to go in there and go, hey, go Rays. You know, you got your canes and your walker, and they got like all the old folks walking out. Where's where's my seat? Oh yeah, there it is, right over there. Don't worry, we have plenty of room. <laughs> hey, if you want to move down too, old man, go ahead. It's all right. Right. All right. Little news on Carson Wentz. He said something. Yeah. Hold on for a second. I got to, I got to make sure that I text this out here and I got to make sure that I ask my guy, if this is okay, let's see here. Okay. Hey, Krause, is it okay? If I mentioned like um, vaccinations for just like five minutes here, I waited to the end of the show. Okay, good. Yeah. Five minutes. I have five minutes. I have five minutes. So now Carson Wentz is added to the list of quarterbacks that are saying that vaccinations are a personal decision. You add Dak Prescott and Josh Allen now into it. So three quarterbacks that are on teams that are going to be considered premium and primetime teams that are going to play on the national stage that are saying this, they're not being Pied Pipers for the CDC. Actually, Cole Beasley on the bills has come out and said this. And do you, do you have a problem 
with him saying this. This is not Dan Cilio. YouTube and everyone else. Remember this. Algorithms, that's what we're all gauged on to that, to that nowadays. You know, al- you know what algorithms, rigorithms are. You know what they do? They're basically making sure that you want to hear what they want you to hear. Just so you know. That's why you got to be careful. These are other people saying this. And Cole Beasley's right. Two months ago, the President of the United States is telling us that if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask and you can take your mask off inside and outside. Well, as of yesterday and this morning, we're back to mask inside and we're back even if you're vaccinated. You know what Cole Beasley's comments are? And by the way, this isn't Dan Cilio saying this. This is Cole Beasley saying this. I need more information. What's wrong with that? Two months ago, I was told something completely different. There was a completely different protocol. Cole Beasley's not in the wrong. And you should not brand him as him doing anything wrong. What's wrong with asking questions? He's right. The vice president and president of the United States of America said it two months ago. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask inside or outside. Now you do. Even if you are. So before people start going, and and, and by the way, I've said this to you before. Nobody's anti-vaccination. I'm not. I've taken 16 of them in my life. Smallpox, measles, you know, I mean, flu shots. I, I, I've taken them. So we've taken them all in our entire life. Nobody is saying, I think everybody just wants to hear this. Okay? I think everybody just wants to hear this. You know what they want to hear? I think everybody just wants to hear the truth. That's it. Oh, here. Make sure that I get this here because I think I went over five minutes here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so five minutes is up. I'm done with that. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want to bore anybody with that, even though it's going to be topic of conversation. (laughs) It, It is. I thought the story of the day, though, was Chris Landry telling us that ESPN may have been involved in doing this, knocking on the door of OU in Texas and saying, hey, man, we just signed a massive contract with the SEC. Why don't you come aboard? We'll take your network, Texas Longhorn Network, we'll, we'll roll it into the SEC's brand new television deal that they have. And you're going to get a 75 to $80 million check every year for TV alone. Those programs are going to make $80 million. 12 schools are going to make $80 million a year in TV alone. Not counting attendance, local money, merchandise. You're talking $150 million programs. How does that compete against San Diego State or Colorado State? (laughs) It doesn't. You can't compete, man. You're roadkill now. Temple. Congratulations. Here's your commemorative. I used to have a college football program. 
You might as well sign seal and lock that baby up, man. The thing's over. Compete against a team that makes $150 million a year in revenue, and you're not taxed on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Hey, we're working on Mike Quick for tomorrow. Hopefully we can get the analyst for the Eagles on with us tomorrow. We really appreciate you stepping in. Krause, Cal, thank you so much. Big Joe. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, you can go over to the Jacob Media channel. He catches four to six. Until tomorrow, we shall see you on the... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.